inadvertently smack the popper stopper. Recording in progress. In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder. Rape. War, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. It's a chance to do good for us boys in the hood. Just call us NWA, neighbors with appetizers. <clears throat> All right. WineCellarMedia.com. Uh, very, very far on the other side of December 17th. Yes. Uh, recording for the second time on January 10th, 2022. <laughs> I, uh, did a, uh, brief, uh, morning wine cellar, and, uh, now I am off the double shift and back here. I, just realizing I haven't taken my coat off, I get, you know, I'm recording with my coat on. That's, that's what's going on. Uh, that's the level of busy that you're dealing with. Literally, after this podcast, I'm going to take a shower and put on tomorrow's work clothes and go to sleep in my work clothes. That's what's happening. Yes. All show notes here are Phoenix Kaliters because she does not care about the Thwaites Glacier. If the Thwaites <laughs> Glacier doesn't come up in her show notes, just know Phoenix Kaliter does not care about that like we do. I would just like to point out that I routinely put climate change news in the show notes. So just because I am not covering climate change today does not mean that I do not care about the glaciers, William. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. I'm going to take the soundboard away from you. I mean, Jesus was a white man, too. Yes, he was. Um, so I guess I should start with the stuff that was actually in the show notes thread. Right. Um, what do we want to start with? Do we want to start with uh, turfs in the UK? Do we want to talk about Nicholas Kristoff, uh, good cops being good cops, or um, medical breakthroughs? Said the um, the turfs one was that the one that there wasn't actually an article for it? Correct. That was the Twitter thread one. So that's more yes, that's already open. Yeah, that's on screen right now. Okay, perfect. So um, I wanted to point this one out. So, um, Alex Massey, I don't know if folks know who that is. He is a uh, columnist for the Times and the Sunday Times. That is a essentially like the New York Times of Scotland or like the WAPO of Scotland. Like it's a very well-known um, and typically like well-regarded source for the most part is my understanding. Mm-hmm. And so he is a journalist for that. And he wrote this uh, article, which of course is one of the ones, if you've seen J.K. Rowling recently in the news, this is one of the reasons why. So J.K. Rowling uh, retweeted this article and essentially TERFs across the UK were loving this article because the article said that a bunch of trans women are actually rapists who are being housed with cis women. So their assertion, of course, right, because their whole thing is like trans women are just men in dresses, right, because they're fucking TERFs. And so their assertion essentially is that a bunch of men who are rapists um, rape somebody, get convicted of being raped, 
and then pretend to be transgender so that they can go into a women's prison instead of a men's prison so they continue being rapists. So that's like a very big thing and the TERFs are on this whole like thing about like you cannot uh, rape someone unless you have a penis, right? So even if you penetrate someone with a foreign object or fingers, that's somehow not rape to them. It has to be a penis. Fucking weird ass shit when you get into like this TERFlandia. I don't know what the fuck they'd be doing. And so Alex Massey uh, posted an article or wrote an article on uh, the Times about this. And in the article said that um, according to uh, statistics, there were 436 male bodied sex offender classified as women. So like that's kind of a lot, right? 436 male bodied sex offenders classified as women. But then... What was interesting, because after the TERFs uh, retweeted all this, shared all this, talked about how dangerous trans women are, talked about how trans women aren't really women, they're just men in dresses, their safety, won't someone think of white women's tears, uh, the Times posted a correction. And the correction, right? So what the original statement was that 436 trans women were convicted of being sex offenders. A correction today states that there was no evidence that any of those 436 people who were convicted of those sex crimes were actually trans. Because these are all people who were convicted, my understanding is as men, uh, under their legal male names and under male gender. So basically they just picked a bunch of uh, sex uh, sex predators essentially and said who were already convicted already locked up and said yeah they're trans women even though they themselves are not claiming a trans identity so you know that's fine yes yeah we did (laughs) yeah nobody finished it but um yeah so that was actually interesting to me that um they so they put the article out but the uh correction is actually behind a paywall the correct (laughs) <laughs> the correction is So, yes. You want mm-hmm. us to be less transphobic, <laughs> you will pay for it, nigga. Goddamn, really. Mm-hmm. fucking gruff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so like, and that's, and that's actually why it's a Twitter thread and not an article, because the Twitter thread is screen caps of the article that are issuing the correction, because the article itself was a transphobic article spouting disinformation, and then the correction itself was behind the paywall. So that's why it's um, not an article itself that I'm reading. That's why I'm just like uh, uh, summarizing Twitter threads, essentially, because that's where the screenshots are, because it's behind my paywall, too, because I don't pay for this one. I don't pay for this outlet. So, Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. All right, and you're on the uh, the Twitter deal. I have it up yes. on screen while you go through it. Oh, I mean that was pretty much the whole thing. Oh, um, was that they put up the, the shit yeah, correction what, and paywall? Yeah, because that was what was in the Twitter thread was the screenshot of the correction. Um, so it says, uh, referring to rape statistics, we said that in England and Wales, 436 male-bodied sex offenders were classified as women from 2012 to 2018. Uh, In fact, under English law, accessories to a crime are charged as principal offenders and therefore women can be charged with rape. How many female defendants were male-bodied is not recorded. So they said for a fact that it was 436 trans women. And then the day after... Uh, Wait, no, I'm sorry. The original article was uh, 2014. The correction was January 5th. Apologies. January 5th came back behind a paywall and said, how many defendants were male-bodied is not recorded. After you straight up said it was 436. You said it was 436, and now you're saying, we don't actually know. So, yeah, it's fucked up. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, good job, Alex Massey. Yeah, the TERFs are fucking out of control in the UK. You know what? Like, and maybe you, whoever you are listening to this, does it seem like in the past weeks and months the program has been missing this? Well, I'm telling you, when it's just me, Mm -hmm. I swear to fuck, like, climate change is, like, almost all, like, climate change and racism and uh, the Cary Lake run for governor. (laughs) Right. Like, that's all I'm, I hit the Kyle Rittenhouse, um, the nigga that bought Mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse the gun. Yes. He's pleading no contest. Right. We'll see what's cracking with that. Um, Which is also interesting that he's pleading no contest. Because he's not pleading guilty, he's pleading no contest. Yeah, or what is it? Yeah, I think it's no, or take a plea deal. I've, 
as, so, as a black man, I'm not a criminal like these white men, so I'm not <laughs> familiar with the court system. So pleading guilty is saying, yes, I did it. Pleading no contest says, I'm not going to admit it. I did it. But I acknowledge that you could probably win a case against me proving I did it. So I should probably uh, clarify that because I, I don't know. I don't know all the legal shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are actually two very um, different things, because that's the thing about uh, no contest is even if you um, get convicted, you never actually admitted your guilt, technically speaking. Yeah. that's th- Yeah. Like I was crip affiliated. I wasn't a white man. Like, I don't do shit like them. Like, <laughs> mm hmm. Um, but you know what, though? I also am going to, not today, because we don't have time, but uh, Christopher Key, we're going to talk about him in the future. He is a white man. Speaking of white men. He Allegedly. is wearing a fake police badge and carrying a bunch of assault rifles. And he is uh, said he's going to start going around the country to conduct citizens' arrest on Democratic governors. Oh, you're not. Because of their vaccine policies. We can cover him tomorrow. These niggas still don't know that you can't fucking do that. They don't. They They're do. white men. You can't tell them no. Holy shit. Y'all realize, like, dick, white people, you realize white doesn't actually <laughs> exist. The Anglo-Saxons <clears throat> lied to you. It's not real. It's very loosely affiliated. And I almost want to quote Bill Burr. There's no brothers when it comes to white people. Right. Yeah, like, you're not really that down. It's a position in the hierarchy. It's not actually, like, real camaraderie. Right. They don't give a fuck about you. Mm -hmm. White people kill other white people a lot. Literally all the time. Like, literally every day. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Whoo. Proximity, buddy. Mm -hmm. And proximity means, like. White people are killing each other of the same ideology. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. once you get started dicing up different sets. I mean, what is a bar fight? Or uh, also, what do y'all, uh, or what are the racist white people? Because you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably not a racist white person. What are the racist white people love saying that Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot black people? He shot white people. Mm-hmm. That is one of those ones where they're saying the quiet part loud <laughs> and they're saying the loud part loud. There's a lot going on with that there sentence. There is a lot going on with that sentence. And yeah. Of course, I still stand on my thing is he's praised for shooting race traitors. I'm stepping on your show yes. notes. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. Yeah. Um. No, absolutely with Kyle Rittenhouse. And then, of course, you know, but that really is just like a long line of, you know, behavior. And it's always wild to me how like Irish people or Scottish people be like, well, we suffered racism because of the way that English English treated us and I was like are you sure it was because of your race because I'm pretty sure y'all are the same race <laughs> like I know they treated y'all badly but are you sure it's because of your race so like when white women deal with misogyny is that racism or right just... it's fucking weird right I know it, it fuck John Lennon all right fuck whatever he says but like well, John, really... John Lennon was a wife beater anyway wasn't he the one that said women are nigger of the world that was uh, his wife, or Yoko his ono? Yoko Ono, but I mean, he was a woman beater anyway, so fuck him. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah. He's dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the one who got shot in the face. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> Damn, so, so somebody, somebody like, uh, they predicted I, I, the I don't, I don't think that's why he got shot in the face, I though. I they heard it. I think it was like a weird obsessed stalker fan situation naughty you know what i like that framing i like that excuse i'm glad that the person who did that for the reason that i know they did it that they set it up to make it look like that this is i like you turned your life into propaganda and i appreciate it we appreciate that we appreciate your efforts um but yeah so um yeah yeah white on white crime is like i know we make like jokey segments and episodes about it but that really is a thing that you know that essentially for the most part was the witch trials that is uh, a lot of what the inquisition was you know like yeah just people that we call white now fucking each other up because white is not real right Damn, niggas. This is like a, some nigga on the Facebooks that I read is white. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this person's voice speak. They have like what you would call like a generic white American accent. Yeah. But they're quick to jump and be like, I'm Persian. 
It's like, you say that when you disagree with Persians a Persians are kind of white, though, like, a lot of times. That's like, cause that's like, that's like a Jewish person being like, I'm from Israel. It's like, but that doesn't inherently mean you're not white. Like, if you look like David Pakman, I'm still going to call you white, even if you're from the Middle East. Yeah, like, I'm not like, Richard Spencer, nigga. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, I, on some levels, much as I critique Chris Rock, I'm with him on that one. Like, I think in 1996 on his stand-up special, he was like, uh, he's like, I've never been in a barber shop and a bunch of brothers sitting around talking about Jews. We're talking about white people. We're not dicing you up into little groups. Right. But that's also funny to me, too, because I feel like like that one in particular saying I'm Persian relies on, like, American ignorance. To be like, I don't know, Persian sounds foreign. Is that, like, brown or something? I don't know. It sounds exotic. Like, I feel like that's, like, it's, like, feeding into that sort of trope. And it's you know? like, okay, so on your, when the census comes by, you put Persian... Right. Maybe. They probably put Middle Eastern, but yeah. Oh, that, that's a lot of on there. I think so. But even that is like a very vague, like. Yeah. Because that, literally, that's like saying, like, I'm American. Okay, well, you're American, what? Are you like indigenous to the continent before white people got here? Are you a descendant of people who were slaves? So you uh-huh. like a black American? Are you a white American? Like, your people came on the Mayflower? Like, what the fuck does American mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people try to get away with that shit. With, like, yeah. That's why I like to say, I like to, my, my, uh, my prefix is Americanized. And then I say the real ethnicity. Right. I'm an Americanized West African. Right. Right. Uh, what I guess that person would be an Americanized white Persian. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I like to flip it like that, just because I think it's the most accurate. I would not do that in regular conversation. All right. If we're just having scones or whatever it is, simple. Like I'll, I'll say white and black, but like mm-hmm. for like information purposes, I think it's good to be accurate with that sort of language yeah yeah i think so and well yeah and you almost have to because it does eliminate the um you know where people essentially god i hate saying uh playing saying the term like oppression olympics or playing the identity card but there are people who do weaponize their identity to say that like oh well i disagree with you but because i have this like i'm one sixteenth blah 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 like and it's like but no but no <laughs> yeah oh that's like uh like I, I showed my niece um, Kamala Harris's mother, and then Kamala Harris's father. Yeah, she's like, "How's she black?" <laughs> and it's like, I know, right? We we have questions. It's not a weird thing to say out loud, but fucking white liberals made it that. Yeah. Yeah, like I was already leaning away from David Pakman, but like he was on that. He straight said, "Black people who talk about this are stupid." So okay, like that's well. a big old oh so David Pakman's a racist white man. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to be trying to figure out Jewish. He's a racist Americanized Ashkenazi. Right. How about that? Ashkenazi, yeah. Americanized Ashkenazi. How about that? That's what he is. Yeah. Or Americanized Venezuelan. But then again, what the fuck is Venezuela? Isn't right. That's just a place. That's like again, shit that Spain made the fuck up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. God damn, I don't like this. I don't like what happened to the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> or the rest of the planet. Me either, oddly enough. Or for hmm. folks like us that are, you know, me and you folks listening, not Phoenix, but the Thwaites Glacier, we're also <laughs> unhappy about what's happening there. You know what I'm unhappy about, oh, William? No, no, I'm not near the soundboard. Um, I actually, I can't even do that one because this one is too serious to do next after that sort of setup. Um, what I, um, okay, I think, well, I mean this, god damn it, none of these are funny. Okay, um, shit, it's a problem. Okay, but something that's actually worth noting, um, because I believe we just talked about him on the last episode we did, was the new mayor of New York. That very nice black man, a very oh, nice black shit. face. What was his name? I, have, I don't fucking know. Oh. Eric Adams. Eric, damn, that's a generic ass name. Yeah, he was the one who was saying that shit about like, um, if you've never put on a bulletproof vest to be a cop, then you can't tell me anything type shit. But he had that Brownsville to his voice. Like, I wonder if he, he can't, he might be from Brownsville. <sighs> like the way he sounds when I listen to different New York niggas. Cause he was like, no, you are not a real nigga like me. I put it down for the boot. I am the one person of whom the boot licked back. 
He is the state. Yeah. I'll, I'll let all my French folks figure that one out. Um, oh. that was uh, that was like uh, some of the sort of like famous last words of one of the French monarchs. Was he, he said? He state. said, "I am the state." <laughs> yes. And that is like very much the attitude that I see this guy having. Ooh. Um, so did you see about the fire? And no. And okay, so there was a fire in essentially what appears to be like slumlord situation. Yeah. So there was a fire. Uh, 19 people were injured. Or sorry, 19 people died and dozens were injured. There you go. Shout and out I to knew. Dolly. And I fucking knew as soon as I saw the first picture what it was going to be. Because the first picture I saw was a black woman. And essentially pajamas, like she was wearing like sweatpants and like a raggedy t-shirt and a bonnet oh, she's about to go covered in suit, covered in, I said suit, soot, like sitting with the paramedics outside. And when I saw like that was the first victim that came out, I was like, I know exactly who this is and I know exactly how this is going to be framed. Eric Adams did not disappoint. Yeah. He is blaming it on open doors in the apartments. So, yeah, he said an open door to an apartment unit where a space heater caught fire allowed smoke to spread through all the floors of a 19-story building in New York City on Sunday. At least 19 people, including nine children, have died from the incident. More than 60 others were injured, according to the New York City Fire Department. The city passed a law in 2018 mandating self-closing doors in all apartment buildings. It's unclear whether those were installed. Well, if the building door is supposed to be self-closing and it didn't close, perhaps they didn't fucking install it. Mm. Um, so the high-rise was built as the affordable housing in 1972 and has 120 units. Uh, Adams told ABC News that uh, it appears the ability to have smoke spread is due to the door being open. There may have been a maintenance issue, but that is an ongoing investigation. So essentially, to me, this sounds like uh, victim blaming. The door was open, right? And broken windows policy, open doors policy. Right. But here's the fun thing, because, and this is something that I, like, love about Twitter. I don't know if you see this in other social media spaces, where people are just um, aggressively, like, talking back to media outlets. Mm. Have you, like, I don't know if that's, like, happening on other platforms as well. Uh, no, you get banned. Okay, yeah, Twitter, like, people are not playing. Like, people are really, and so one of the comments in here uh, says the mayor is lying. The building had 174 violations, multiple complaints, multiple complaints for lack of heat and hot water. And, and the landlord, guess what the landlord's doing now? Uh, oh, being awesome. They're doing up. They are being awesome. Would you like to guess more specifically how they're being awesome? Uh, uh like this. This way we can help families in a real way. And if we take one message from this that Commissioner Nigro has mentioned several times, close the door. Okay. I see four people without masks, and that's all I'm saying. Woo! Um, close the door, right. But, uh, no. How is the landlord being awesome after having 174 violations on his building? Uh pizza party his name is rick gropper by the way we may be covering that name again in the future oh shit does anybody know no guesses rick grop what what yes. what the landlord is doing um, yes how is he being awesome he's very awesome right now but how is he being awesome oh uh fuck um putting in new brown carpet no new light brownish gray vomit colored paint no you're sure it's not carpet or paint? Yes. Because landlords, they can they do love some carpet, carpet and, paint. and paint. I know, but no, it's not neither of those things. Oh, waiving pet fees for a month. No. Decreasing pet fees for a month. I'm not good at this. No. Uh, he is doing amazing because he is on the mayor's uh, transition team for housing. Yeah, so the landlord, who had 174 violations, including not having hot water and heat... In a building that they just had a fire where, what did I say, 19 people died? I believe 19 people died. 174 code violations. He is on the mayor's transition team for housing. Man, I swear I'll turn the show off and just listen to Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just fucking do that instead. Mm-hmm. God 
And among the 174 complaints, or I'm sorry, violations, uh, several of them were about the fact that the door that they said was supposed to close doesn't close. So the mayor is telling them just close the door and then hired the landlord who refused to install a self-closing door to his transition team for housing development. Oh my goodness, now that I think about it, is that why Darlene made the evil landlord's post? Because they made that post today. This shit was like this morning or last night, so maybe. Okay, inside baseball, folks. Uh, somebody that was subscribed to the Patreon, but they didn't like our talk about landlords unsubscribed, and that's a fair deal, right? Hey, yeah, like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah you know, free like, country. Well, also, like, I don't own subscribers. Like, I gotta put out hot shit, and if it's hot, they'll dig it. If it's not, they won't, right? Mm -hmm. But they just made a post that was, like, pro-landlord, and I say evil landlord, because they were using evil in a snarky way, Mm -hmm. because they're saying, like, landlords are, like, an inherent good. Yeah. And uh, it was like a fucking come in and debate me type of post. Good. And, uh, but are they making it because of this story, or is... Tell me it's the, you know what? I hope it's not because of this story because the mayor is lying. I just have to hope, I have to hope it's the irony of timing. Yeah. And then also, uh, so this Rick Gropper guy who, um. He's a Groper. Go for it. He probably fucking is. Fucking pronounce it out. You're not John Boner. And so he also, right. And so uh, the company that he's associated with that owns this building, they have 123 other buildings in low income neighborhoods across the city of New York. New York City. So, good times. Good times. And then also, it doesn't get better. And then also, uh, I want to just see if I can find the comment in the thing. Um, was about what the the mandatory minimums are. Like, so, uh, because someone in the comments is like, but the heat was working fine when the fire started. But the heat was at the bare minimum. And so apparently in the city of New York, uh, it only has to heat your apartment up to 62 degrees at night. 62. That's fucking cold. That's it, huh? Yeah. And so, like, so they're arguing that, uh, well, the heat was working because it was at 62 in fucking January. And this is a black Democrat. Well, he was a Democrat, and then he was a Republican, and now he's a Democrat again. Democrat. <laughs> yes. He's a black, yeah. I mean. Right? It's like, it's like I, 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 he's Charlie Crist. I get yeah, it. I can see it. He's switching sets. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on there. God damn. And I guess, since we're in bad news, do we just want to finish up the bad news? Yeah, let's let, let's let's pick him up on the oh, random again. Oh, you got him. You got him. Pick him up one time on the random. Where 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 is he on the uh, on the rando? Tire a globe. This painful moment can turn into a purposeful moment as we send the right message of something simple as closing the door. And we uh, want to really thank all the community's leaders that are here in this community. A large a member of we want to thank all the community's leaders that are here in this community. Uh, all right. I mean, that sounds goofy, but I almost wonder if that was like a Freudian slip. Oh, wow. Like that he's acknowledging that it's other communities here deciding what is going to be the best for this community now. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I, I don't know if that's what happened, but I, I could hear, like, the, the possible Freudian slip of that. It's like the black church where I lived, where it was basically niggas from the suburbs that went to church in the hood and then felt like they were good people for it. Yeah. 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 All right. So are we finishing up the last bad news one? Uh, yeah. I mean, let's gun it in, right? I, I didn't want to take up more than like 30 minutes from you anyway. Oh, how much time are we at? Uh, 28 and change. Shit. Okay. I think we can get it done in like less than 35 maybe. Oh yeah. Cause man, this one, yeah, cause this all... one is short, but then I have one that sounds kind of cool after. Yeah. So it's if just, we have, it's know, bugged out, but yeah, I'm in there. Yeah. I'm in there. Okay. Yeah. So this one, uh, is Montana. Oh, shit. Uh, hashtag good cops. All right. Cold Texas. Cold Texas. Yes. <laughs> and literally Great Falls. This is in a city called Great Falls. Great. Fine. Fantastic. Um, so the former East Helena uh, chief of police today admitted allegations that he distributed child pornography in 2019 using social media. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. let's uh, hold, hold you up right there. 
and get you in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're loading like that? It is going to load like that. Okay. KTV.com. What, what are you? Oh, no. KRTV.com. That's what you're bringing to the table? <laughs> I really thought that they were going to give me audio. But uh-huh. your video player is low quality, so back to Phoenix Collider because <laughs> KRTV.com is not good at the TV part. Well, <laughs> they have half the name together. Uh, so William Daly Harrington, age 43, pleaded guilty to distri- distribution of child pornography. Harrington faces a mandatory minimum 5 to 20 years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and 5 years to a lifetime of supervised release. A plea agreement in the case calls for the government to seek the dismissal of three of the counts in an indictment if the court accepts the agreement. Uh, Chief U.S. District Judge Brian Morris presided and uh, set sentencing for April 13th, 2022. Judge Morris will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Harrington has since been released pending further proceedings. That's cool. We should probably let the guy who who's putting child porn on Facebook out. That's fine. It, it's fine. It's safe. Okay. Um, so the government alleged in court documents that in September 2020, uh, a Lewis and Clark County Sheriff's deputy who was a member of the... God damn it. Stop letting them name everything. <laughs> a Lewis and Clark County Sheriff's deputy who is also a member of the Montana Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force... This shit, man. We need a supercut of these over the past seven years. We fucking do. Honestly. Fuck. Honestly. Right. So again, in case you're just tuning in, a cop who was on the uh, Crimes Against Children Task Force was distributing child porn. Okay. Uh, so they investigated a tip that a Facebook messenger had reported one of its accounts for distributing child pornography to another account. The investigation determined that the Facebook messenger account distributing child pornography belonged to Harrington. According to records uh, that show December 17th, uh, 2000, on That's December 17th. Ah, Jesus. Right? fucking piece of shit. It'd be so easy to grift numerology. Mm-hmm. So, December 17th, 2019, Harrington sent 11 messages, uh, 11 images, 11 images using Messenger to another account. Some depicted child pornography. On January 27th, 2021, a search warrant was served on Harrington's residence and law enforcement seized his cellular phone, which was analyzed and found to contain the images of said child pornography. Uh, Harrington eventually admitted that he owned and used the Facebook Messenger account that distributed the child pornography. So, you know, all the things as usual, right? So once again, this is a hashtag good cops, right? He's on the child task force to protect children while having child porn, using social media to spread child porn. And now, and of course, you know, because I have my angle, my propaganda, all the fucking people who are opposed to sex work and sex trafficking and porn on the internet, why are they not up in arms about this case? Ah, man. Like, like y'all want to fucking ban OnlyFans and Pornhub and shit? Meanwhile, this dude just straight up, like, posting... Yeah. Quote a conservative that I tend generally tend to disagree with. Uh, Gus T. Renegade would say, white people do not care about children. They do not. They really do not. Nope. No. Children are accessories. Yeah, they really are. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that was the squeeze them in or you have a squeeze up. Oh, I have what, a squeeze What are we talking about Like, we're not, what, is somebody going to kick us out of the studio? Yeah, in our house. Okay, yeah. Because uh, this one sounds cool, actually. Okay, I like so I'm, some, I'm cool. some like medical science tech shit. Ah, shit. Look, all right, nerds. Love a nerd. That's something else that's been going on in the podcast since you've been gone. I, I shout out nerds a lot. <laughs> and I've been yelling about this glacier. Mm-hmm. Or actually, you folks listening, determine if I'm yelling or not. I'm sure you're yelling. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Maryland doctors have transplanted a... Oh, shit. Like, from person to person. Not person to person. What? Animal to person. What the fuck? Um, a fucking goat's lung? 
Close, actually. Shit, then gun it in. Pig's heart. Into a human. So basically, a Dick Cheney joke is now real. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. For the folks a little younger than us, um, uh, Richard Cheney uh, goes by penis. Uh, <laughs> Dick Cheney. <laughs> he was the vice president under the uh, the second George Bush administration, George Walker Bush. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he was just known for like constantly getting his heart worked on yeah. and living way longer than a white supremacist deserves to. Sorry, Miss Cheney, your husband's heart problem's complicated. And Eminem didn't like him and made fun of him. I mean, he shoots people in the face. He was hunting quail. I don't know if you know what quail look like, but they're small birds. He shot a person. And then Maybe. made that person apologize. He made that nigga apologize. That was some gangster ass shit. Yeah. How the fuck do you apologize for being in the way of someone else's bullets? For folks who never heard of that, what? that's real. That's a real thing. He was out quail hunting, which right. is really, as comedian Lewis Black would say, you're just shooting. Right. Uh, well, literally, yeah. Yeah, hunting quail. Are you shitting me? And um and he shot his friend in the face and I like I think Lewis Black he compared that to um uh after 9-11 America blaming Iran and then uh invading Iraq. Yeah and he was like looking at the quail like Iran, 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 Iraq and just shot the guy. Throw for a fun callback, guess where Persians are from? Oh no. Iran. Ira- Iranian <laughs> Which also, I think, more Eminem punchlines. Yeah. Jesus yes. Christ. But yeah, so yeah, fucking Dick Cheney did that shit. Um, <clears throat> and yes, he did have a lot of heart problems, but... They were complicated. Uh, they were complicated. <laughs> so in a medical first, doctors in Maryland have transplanted a genetically modified pig's heart into a human patient in a last-ditch effort to save his life. A genetically modified pig's heart. Yes. So this is like a... What what they do? Like put human DNA into some pigs? I don't know. Um, I'm wondering... I haven't read the article yet. I just saw the headline. But I'm wondering if it's um, similar to what do they do to valves? Because, like, you can get a pig's valve Hmm. replacement for your heart if you have, like, heart disease. So... But now we've gone from valves to the whole ass heart. So... Uh, doctors at the University of Maryland said that the patient was doing well three days after the highly experimental surgery, uh, though it is too soon to know if the oper- operation will be considered a success. Nonetheless, the transplant marks a step in the decades-long quest to use animal organs for life-saving operations. Doctors say the transplant showed, uh, showed that a heart from a genetically modified animal can function without immediate rejection. Okay, so I guess that's why they modify it, so your body doesn't reject it. And they also said immediate rejection. Like, right. This like shit that, is just now in this nigga. Right, like, yeah, shit could go very wrong in, like, six months. Yeah, let's see him hit a staircase a couple times. Skip steps. What's happening? Well, they did say it was experimental. Yeah. Um, and also, this dude is almost 60, so... And he said, ah, fuck it, I'm doing like, it for you, boyny. Right? Uh, so the patient, who is David Bennett, age 57, almost 60 years old, is a handyman and knew that there was no guarantee the experiment would work, but as he was dying and ineligible for a human heart transplant and had no other options, he went with this. Okay. Right, because it's really hard to get a transplant from what I hear. Ah. So... Because there's, like, a lack of organs, and so you have to be, you know, like, you have to be young and healthy and, like, not, you know. If you have, like, a history of stuff, like, you can't get one is my understanding. They really should just start letting unhealthier people... Donate organs? Yeah, if they want to, it's just, like, fucking... Right, because, like, what the... Like, right, because, like, what are you hurting? Yeah. An American (laughs) that has all the same unhealthy shit as you? (laughs) Breathing the same fucked up ass air? Eating the same fucked up ass food? Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, Bennett said in a quote, it was either uh, die or do the transplant. I want to live. I know it's a shot in the dark, but it's my last choice. On Monday, Bennett was breathing on his own while still connected to still connected to a heart lung machine to help his new heart. The next few weeks will be critical as Bennett recovers from surgery and doctors monitor how his heart is faring. Hmm. Um, ooh, yeah, he does not look well. They have a picture of him in the article. Yeah, he does not look well. Uh, at all. Yeah. yeah, he looks like someone who was dying. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Said um, David Bennett. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. has a huge shortage of human organs donated for transplant, driving scientists to try to figure out how to use animal organs instead. Last year, there were just over 3,800 transplants in the U.S., uh, which is a record number, according to the United Network for Organ Sharing. If this works, there will be an endless supply of these organs for patients who are suffering, says Dr. Muhammad Mohadeen, uh, who is the scientific director of the university's Animal to Human Transplant Program. But... Uh, they do warn that prior attempts at such transplants have failed, largely because patients' bodies tend to rapidly reject the animal organs. Notably, in 1984, baby Faye, a dying infant, lived 21 days with a baboon heart. I remember that shit. Um, the Maryland surgeon said the difference this time is they used a heart from a pig that had undergone gene editing to remove a sugar in its cells that is responsible for hyperfast organ rejection. So, yeah, that's what's going on. I thought, yeah, he looks, he doesn't look well, right? Like, look at the bags on, like, look at his eyes and his, yeah, anyways. He's having a tough uh, time. Well, obviously, like, he was willing to get a fucking pig heart, clearly. But, um, so, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I think this is kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I want to see if it works. Like, I want to know what the science is like, how it's, you know. I'm Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's cool. All right, nerd. <laughs> Nerdly. Yes. I'm just rubbing your arm too much. I think I've been doing that the whole time we've been podcasting next to each other. <laughs> Probably. I don't mind. It's, a, it's like Beyonce's leg. That's another super cut. Beyonce's leg? Yeah, there's like a, like, there's actually a super cut of that, of her and Jay every time they're out at like a basketball game or somewhere. He's always like grabbing her knee. Like when he wants her attention, he won't touch her arm or say, he just like grabs her leg <laughs> like all the time. Oh, God. It's just like a thing. There's just like, there's just dozens of pictures of them at public events where he's just grabbing her leg. <laughs> yo, 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 babe, look. No, I want you to see something that somebody that much that my age is into. <laughs> Oof. Hey, wait, hey. Age gap is weird. I don't like it. It is weird. <laughs> all right. So, so that, yeah. that, that was your hop skippity. That, that was, was my your hop fresh. Skippity. That was my fresh. And we can, uh, we'll go ahead and. Oh, well, here. Well, here. This is what you folks came for, right? You want, you want oh, the Oh, right. Nicholas Kristoff, yes. Yeah? What the yes. fuck is this? CBS News. Right. Um, okay. Because I feel like I did a whole rant about this guy, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think I did it in the car and not on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, she's ready to wrap up. But then again, yeah, I am rolling well over your 30 minutes. But also, I because I forgot I didn't do that part on the podcast. <laughs> oh, what part? The rant about him, like, as a person. Okay. Yeah. So this is um, on CBSnews.com. Uh, and the headline up here is Oregon, elected, uh, Oregon election officials rule former New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristoff ineligible to run for governor. Uh, this article up also, by... What? I just want to note there, like, is a, t- a, a, a tinge of shade in the headline. There is? When they say former... Uh, because he quit his job to run for governor. Like, he had a regular column with the New York Times, and he quit it to do that, to be the governor. And I'm guessing the New York Times is probably a decent salary. I would imagine. The fact that he lives in New York and still has a house in Oregon that he doesn't occupy. Uh uh, Yeah. (laughs) Damn, nigga. Fuck wrong with you. Uh, Article up by Aaron Navarro. I think we've read Aaron Navarro before. I feel like we have to. Yeah, I think I've said that name. (laughs) All right, uh, so Oregon's election official said Thursday that Nicholas Kristoff, I hate this name. I hate, it's it's like Chris Christie. It's just a name I don't like saying. Mm -hmm. All right, Kristoff. It's so stupid. It's bloody stupid. It's like it's supposed to be Christopher and they got lazy. (laughs) Fucking Nicholas Kristoff, a former columnist at the New York Times uh, who launched a bid for the Democratic nomination in Oregon's governor race, hasn't lived in the state long enough to be eligible to run for governor. The Oregon Elections Division notified uh, Kristoff's campaign that Thursday morning they rejected his candidate filing after finding he failed to fulfill the state's constitutional requirement to be a resident within the state for at least three fathermucking years before the election. Mm-hmm. We want to look up the ones for uh, Michigan for some reason. Hmm. Uh, continuing, uh, quote, 
the rules are the rules, and they apply equally to all candidates for office in Oregon. I stand by the determination of the experts in the Oregon Election Division. End quote from the Secretary of State, Shamaya Fagan. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Shamaya Fagan. Uh, probably a country fan. Uh, and who is a Democrat, and she added that the state's elect election officials found, quote, it wasn't a close call. <laughs> that short of an amount of time mm. for Geek Boy here that it wasn't even a close call. And so um, uh, she continues saying, quote, the rules are the rules for everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. End quote. Uh, Christoph, an Oregon native. No, he's not. No, he's not. They keep using that word native. for Europeans here. They would even use it for me, right? They would call me a New Jersey native because I was born there. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not. You want to know who, who's native there? Dig a little bit. You'll find a mass grave. Yep. Dig anywhere in America. You'll, you'll find, find some a mass grave. Yep. <laughs> Nigga, we all walking on hollowed ground, as it were. Uh, not typically language I use. Mm. Hollowed ground. I don't talk. All right. Hollowed ground. I talk like that now. I'm almost 40. <laughs> I say shit like that. Uh, so Christoph, not a native, uh, was at the New York Times from 1984. Again, you could grift numerology real easy. Mm. Uh, from 1984 to October 2021, when he left to consider a run for the Oregon governor, he raised more than $2.5 million that he won't be giving y'all punk ass back in the past two months. Oh, it's okay. His fans are used to giving him money that has no interest uh, or no rate of return on it. That was rude. That was a whole lot of... You did a lot of syllables into mm -hmm. one instance of shade. What? A lot of very multi-syllabic I'm just shade. saying. I'm just saying. I hear it, yeah. I'm just saying. He, I will heed you. I'm just saying. He always, he's a grifter. He always takes money. Damn. All right. So, he, so he's like the Tariq Nasheed of white men. He's actually worse than Tariq. That's bad. Because he's a white man, so he has, like, more social privilege and status. Yeah. So, right. Like, wait, can I do my this is why I hate Nicholas Kristoff thing? Uh, yes, you may. <laughs> I'm gonna be insufferable in my 40s. You already are insufferable. Nah, uh Sir, do you not do a jovial <laughs> knee slap to pretend that you didn't just say something ridiculous? <laughs> um, no, but no, I fucking hate this guy. First of all, because like the NYT is trash anyway. Whatever, and he's like a fucking neoliberal and fuck them and whatever. But um. More importantly, he actually has really horrible ideas around uh, human rights, uh, in, uh, human rights violations and things like that. And so actually recently he put out an op ed um, basically arguing that people are like trying to get their kids uh, to be considered like legally disabled so that they can get on like the um, so they can basically get like special ed services from their schools. And I was like, or or. <laughs> Fucking things like environmental racism and dumping fucking toxic chemicals where poor people live is actually causing kids to need those services. Maybe. Uh, we covered that out of Flint. Yes. Yeah, like uh, the schools were overwhelmed with special needs students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but he's arguing that people, like parents are just doing it to like get a come up somehow. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, just considering like... Um, how ableist this uh, culture is where like that is actually why people are afraid of vaccines. Yeah. Because they think that's going to happen. Yep. So now you think people literally want that on purpose? Yep. You think that's what people are gunning for? Do you think people want the fucking the hop skippity honor roll fucker that's on the baseball, football, basketball team, right? Speech team having a blast. Mm-hmm. Really? Nigga? Right. Get the fuck out of here, Nicholas. But he also has a lot of other bad ideas, especially around labor rights and sex work. Yes. And so this guy literally, like, wrote an op-ed arguing that we cannot advocate for workers' rights in sweatshops. 
Because if you advocate for workers' rights in sweatshops, the people who own the sweatshops will just move to a country that has even fewer regulations. So essentially, you can't fight for workers' rights. So if you're in a sweatshop working for, you know, whatever it is, like a dollar a day, fucking six days a week, 16 hours a day, you just have to accept that because there's dignity in work. And you can't fight for rights because it's too it's too dangerous. That's this guy. And he wanted to be the governor of Oregon. And Nikki and the sweatshop owner can both get this ruling with the same gavel. Oh. I'm not really worried about cross-contamination when it's a ruling. No, no worries. Right? Remember that uh, George Carlin one where he was like, uh, before a lethal injection, they swab your arm? Why? What the fuck? <laughs> Hey, man, you, you, they don't want you to have this sick beat in hell. <laughs> Whoa, watch out. I know popular culture, right? That's the Megan Trainer. I know, oh, no, no, no. That was Taylor Swift, sir. Okay, I'm on, yep, that's what I'm talking about. I swiftly tailored that dad joke <laughs> in a very good way. That's how I did it. <laughs> and... <laughs> But the biggest reason that I know who Kristoff is is because of the stuff he's done um, regarding sex work. And so he um, actually admits that he watches child porn for research reasons. Right? He literally has on, like, he's, I'm not, I'm not even making this up. Please Google this man. fuck, I loaded the trigger warning in the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, like, please fucking Google this man. And so he was doing a lot of work, allegedly, with uh, anti-trafficking orgs, like, in the global south, especially in, like, uh, South Asia type areas. And so he literally said that he just bought a girl. Like, she was, like, a sex slave and he just bought her. And, like, to set her free, like, it was supposed to be some weird white savior shit, but it was so fucking creepy. And, like, the fact that you even did that. But my biggest thing is that he used to work with Somali Mom. Have we even talked about Somali Mom recently on the podcast? I don't even fucking know. So Somali Mom is uh, actually, and I just, because I want to make sure I get it right, uh, what country she is from, her country of origin. But she is uh, a woman who, uh, Cambodia, okay, I almost said Laos, so I was close, but not, but Cambodia. Um, And so she um, is someone who set up uh, a, what the fuck was her organization name? The Somali Mom Foundation, which was supposed to help uh, victims of sex trafficking. And of course, these are the type of people who can like sex work and sex trafficking and all this. And she got all this notoriety and like had all these like celebrities uh, like reaching out and millionaires reaching out and all these people just giving her tons and tons and tons of money. And she is one of like, this was like the early 2000s. So she's one of the people who really um, sort of engineered the anti-trafficking movement as it exists right now. And But her thing is that she had uh, these girls and young women getting up and telling these like, wildly horrific stories like i mean just like the worst type of abuse like if you've seen that taken movie right where they just have like all the girls like they just get them high and leave them like chained up in a room and they just get like raped all day these are the type of stories that somali mom had these uh like girls and young women telling and one of the most prominent ones i saw was a woman who clearly like something was like wrong with her eye she had some type of like damage And Somali mom got this woman to go on camera and basically tell the story about, like, being kidnapped by traffickers, um, being locked in a room and forced to see all these men and, you know, be raped by all these men on a daily basis. And the story that she told is that at one point she pissed off her trafficker. So he stabbed her in the face, in the eye, and but then made her keep working. So essentially, like, the way she's telling the story is that she has, like, she's, like, bleeding out of her eye. She's, like, all fucked up and hurt and, like, forced to just lay on this bed and keep getting raped by, like, multiple men. It's, like, triggering and horrific and just, like, the worst shit you've ever fucking heard in your life. But then also, these are supposed to be paying clients. Right. So that's what you pay for. Right, you pay for, which was, like, that was the red flag to me. And people get really mad when you point that out because it sounds insensitive, but it's true. Right? Because sometimes, like, finding the lie is, like, what is actually the most pragmatic thing? Are you actually going to pay for someone who's, like, literally just, like, bleeding all over you? You know? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. So, like, but it was, like, this horrible story, and it got all the, um, you know, it pulled on the heartstrings, got all this money, all this funding, and then it turns out that the whole thing was a lie. The whole thing was a lie. So the woman, because her guy did say she did have, like, you could see that, um, you know, something had happened. It turned out that she'd had a tumor when she was very young. Um, 
for, for some reason, I want to say she was Vietnamese. Um, I don't have her name memorized. Because um, also, like, I don't want to, like, say her name and, like, drag her back into the shit. Because she yeah. got played by Somali Mom and them, like, hard. Yeah, even um, a small podcast like this. Yeah, like, I don't even want to say her. Like, I'm not even going to, you know. But um, but her parents were like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, no, she we had to take her in for the surgery. And she had, like, a tumor in her eye because it was, like, a you know, some sort of, like, birth defect or something. And so, anyways, but it was, like, a very natural uh, thing that had happened, that she'd had to have the surgery on her eye and had the damage done. And it was because of a tumor, not because she was, like, stabbed or hit by a pimp, essentially. But, like, that's how Somali Mom did it. And, like, Somali Mom literally told her, like, if you don't get up there and say these things, then other girls are going to be trafficked. So if, like, you guys, you know, to all these girls, like, if you don't tell these stories that even aren't, aren't even yours about these horrific instances of, like, abuse and rape and beatings and starvation, that you're going to um, you're gonna be responsible for more girls getting trafficked because this is how we bring awareness. So that's who Somali Mom is, and that is who Kristoff worked with, and that is who uh, he wrote that stupid fucking Half the Sky book, Women Hold Up Half the guy whatever um but that is who Kristoff worked with and like i've never gotten over it because that shit caused so much damage uh for fighting for sex workers rights as well as for fighting against actual sex trafficking because it puts so much of that like hysteria um sort of into the public consciousness because it really does look like that taken movie or even now you see this shit like you know, like, oh, sex work, you know, these poor girls are getting kidnapped and raped and, you know, being forced to fuck 20 men a day and, like, all these, like, outlandish-ass stories. Somali Mom was the root of a lot of those and Kristoff boosted it every step of the way using not just his um, friends but also his platform at the New York Times. And the cold shit, like, one of the coldest things, they don't actually give a fuck. Mm-hmm. They're all, they, it's just their job. They're just hustling. That's the thing. It wasn't even his job. He made it his job. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but keep in mind, so that this Kristoff guy who says that we cannot improve working conditions for people in sweatshops, but also is anti-sex work. Where do you think he thinks sex workers should go when they're rescued? Oh, uh, the job training program. Sweatshops. Forklift training. Like, could you imagine that, though, like, being able to make a, at least a somewhat decent wage and then being rescued and sent to a sweatshop? What the fuck is wrong with these people? Anyways, that's the man who was trying to be the governor of Oregon, and I'm really glad that his shit is not being allowed to happen. <laughs> so that is my Kristoff thing. Yeah, and folks, uh, been- if you're looking at the video, like, you see me fucking rubbing my eyes and yawning. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. Run long days, buddy. It's going to be a long day should. Tuesday and a half day Wednesday. And then long day Thursday, long day Friday, half day Saturday. And then do chores with my baby niece on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting uh, what she said toward the end after like I showed her my techniques and whatnot with how I do chores. And she was like... I really feel like I know how to do this. I'm learning so much. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh, because she's learning without being yelled at. Mm-hmm. Folks, do not... J- j- just do the goddamn chores with the kids. Just fucking... I gotta bring in the uh, 13-year-old, about to be 14. Yep. Yeah, just fucking bring them in. Hell, and if I get them both doing it, then I'm just supervising... <laughs> Next thing you know, I have a glass of wine and then I'm just walking right. around like a, an emperor. No, I get involved <laughs> in the chores. That's grimy. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, yeah, it's fucking simple shit. Yeah, so maybe uh, like a couple more Sundays in after she knows more and she's got all the techniques together. Right. And bring 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 the next one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and get every everybody involved in taking care of the building. Yes. Yeah. All right. And oh, damn, was I leaning that far back for my microphone? Looks like I got some editing to do. Holy, look at how low my decibels are. Holy shit. All right. Well, I'll pump those up in post. <laughs> WineCellarMedia.com. Uh, 30 minutes turned into 58 as it tends to It's go. always a fucking hour with us. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Really should. Just, just record. We know what's going to happen. Uh, fuck. All right. Have man. a good one, y'all. Yeah, made it fucking made it holy shit we were in florida and we were she was just my internet friend 
and, uh, and it was just like, fuck, we should just move out of the woods together somewhere. We just move out in the woods together. Yeah, we're not exactly in the I'm, woods. I'm still okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a prospect, though. Yeah, but we could we could plant plants in the backyard. That's our woods. Maybe that yes. was the whole thing. Maybe that was the whole We're thing. We're supposed to make our own woods. Yes. I mean, the fact that we can actually just buy little pine trees. Right. Yeah, I'm doing that. You're gonna buy more pine trees. Oh, cheap. Yeah, like come when Christmas comes back around. Yeah, when the little pine trees start going on sale, like in the last week. Yeah. Oh man, I'll get like five of them. And just put them outside. Right. It'll cost less than a hundred bucks. Just get like five pine trees. Yeah. Bury them in our own soil. Fuck it, we got pine trees, Father Mucker. We can. Yeah. All right, God damn it. I, uh, <laughs> fuck it. It's, it's over. Long work days. I got to sleep or something. Uh, y'all be safe than a motherfucker. Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund. Hold a nigga down, man. Uh, PayPal.me slash Phoenix and William. Hold me down, yo. Hold me down. <laughs> Fucking the Venmo is at Wine Cellar Media. Hold me down. Uh, Phoenix Kalita set up one of them cash app things. Mm-hmm. It's dollar sign Phoenix Kalita. Hold it down, yo. Hold a nigga down. It's real. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> <laughs>